Have you and your partner recently had a hormonal changes or a change in your relationship? Has your communication fallen to shit? Well, if so, we might have the answer for you. Tune in to find out. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Catlin. And welcome to the How, How to, to Love, Love Me podcast. podcast. Well, hello and welcome. Welcome to a brand new episode, guys. Got a brand new everything of a How bit. to Love Me. The podcast where we used to talk about mental health and relationships, but now we've got a lot more to talk about. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. So let me start this by saying we've had our son. He is wonderful. It is a boy, by the way. I don't know if we ever even got a chance to say that. No, I don't even think that we talked about our gender reveal. We haven't talked about the rest of the pregnancy. Like, you guys are completely in the dark right now. So currently, he's right across from us, currently trying to suck on the wrong end of his soother. Yeah. I'm going to fix that. You you let them know how we're doing. <laughs> okay, so yeah, guys, it has been a crazy few months. I feel like, I don't know, I think the last time we updated you guys was just when we found out that we were pregnant and after that we kind of went dark on you so and here's why (laughs) yeah so life's been different different for sure a lot of things have changed in our relationship including how we were going to reacting or react to it not only that we have the fear of a pregnancy what happens if something bad happens what happens if we Mm -hmm. have issues do we stay open and honest about that so we actually internalized a lot of the situation because it's our first kid and we didn't know what to expect. No. And like when we first found out that we we're pregnant, we we're like, oh, yeah, we're going to tell everybody what's going on, blah, blah, blah. We're going to be so open about this. But then like, you know, those thoughts kind of start to creep in and it's like, well, is that really the best route to go? Exactly. What happens if you're having a bad day on the day recording? You say some stuff that isn't true or like mm-hmm. things that you assume. And But either which way, we went through it. Um, and, but we're still going to be very open and honest about it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It was just throughout the pregnancy, things were tough. But there's one thing that we really need to get to first. And I mean, we'll talk about this real quick. So obviously Kellen, Jonathan, Dean, Mm Xani. He is the absolute greatest tiny person in the entire world. He was born February 5th, eight pounds, three ounces Mm -hmm. by C-section. Which was different. Wasn't our birth plan, but no, it was part of our backup plan. So we're good. Yeah. We're going to talk about our birth plan and that and get into it a little bit later. But the one thing we want to talk about today is communication. <laughs> yeah, because, because it broke down. And the crazy part is, is like for us in our relationship, it's almost like nothing ever changed. We were still able to finish each other's jokes. We were still able to like have complete conversations just with eye contact and mm-hmm. like it, the cool part was is people got to see that and realize, holy shit, these guys are fucking weird. <laughs> but we've been, so I've been dealing with some communication issues. And one thing I'm going to say to all the men listening out there, once that kid is born, your job starts. The pregnancy side for men is not that difficult. We don't really have to change too much. We just have to be very cautious of what we're saying around you and doing around you guys. Because Yeah, and just be supportive. Yeah. That's that's it. That's all. But I tell you what, when that kid comes, holy crap, everything changes. Yes. So with all these changes, I've been struggling a little bit with them um, to the point where I feel like I can't do more, but I need to do more. So the part that I'm struggling with is actually communicating that to my wonderful, loving, 
and listening partner, which unfortunately wasn't always the case. So I have, uh, I've been feeling these feelings for probably the last three or four months. And for the last three or four months, I have tried to have this conversation several times, all completely failing horribly to the point where we got into arguments, like fights that weren't even fights. No, and things that fights that didn't need to happen because I was reacting on a purely hormonal, emotional state. And you're just trying to like state facts and just let me know how you're feeling and I'm feeling attacked. Yep. When in reality, that's not at all how the situation should have played out. Like for back of, lack of a better term, and I, I used this, I believe, today. Like this is fresh. This is fresh, boys and girls. Um, <laughs> I felt like, oh yeah, we just had a toot. Um <laughs> The kid's pooping. It's great. Uh, never been so excited about poops in my life. Seriously. It's so I don't think weird. we've ever talked so much about poop in our entire relationship. Right? But anyway, back to the task at hand. <laughs> um, for lack of a better term, I have been kind of gaslighted. Now, how does that happen? Well, let me explain it. Kelly has been an amazing mom. Like, instinctual and everything has been on par. Now, the problem I've been having is I work a full-time job still, um, still trying to get everything done and still trying to function for my job and at home. And I'm doing so much that I'm worried that I can't keep this up, which was what I wanted to communicate. Mm -hmm. Now, when I go and I've tried, I obviously for the last three months, four months, I've been trying to go about this in a different way. So this was a new battle for me because I have never been in a situation where I have had to communicate something for so long. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I try and I try and I try and I seem to fail every weekend, but I kept trying, which is something that I've never had to do before. No, because generally if you start communicating something to me, I'm open and I'm hearing it and I'm understanding it. And that is not how this situation played out at all. Right? Yeah, not at all. Exactly. It, it was rough. It really was. So, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm 35. I went out and tried to be a teenager again on my snowboard, <laughs> and I hurt myself. Yeah. I, I smacked my tailbone. I have a fractured tailbone. So, obviously, hitting it again was not awesome. No, and keep in mind, so a little bit of a backstory here. We had only, like, Kellen was only three weeks old at this point. Yeah. Yeah, three weeks old. And I'm recovering from a C-section. Catelyn goes out snowboarding, tries to be a teenager again, hurts himself. So now we're basically, I'm down to 50%. He's down to, you know, 50, 60%. So we're basically one functioning human between the two of us. Yep. Trying to take care of a tiny human. All while Catelyn's still trying to work as well. Right. So like I'm dealing with the pain that I have and she's dealing with the pain that she has. But like... In a situation where I'm trying to communicate, like I understand that Kelly got sliced open. I was there for it. Mm -hmm. um, so I understand what she's going through, but I was trying to communicate how I'm feeling because this is the first time I've hurt my tailbone since we've been together. Now, my tailbone issue goes back to like when I was a young teenager. So trying to communicate that, but in response, hearing how Kelly's feeling, because of course she wants to know that hey, I'm feeling like this, but doesn't think about, I, I, I was there. I like, of course I'm understanding and I'm trying to be super sympathetic, mm -hmm. but you know, I'll say something like, oh man, my tailbone is killing me right now and no painkillers are helping me. And my gut instinct is like, well, my entire fucking body hurts. Yeah. <laughs> like I was literally sliced hip to hip. Yeah. 
Like my back hurts. I've been carrying a child for nine months. My entire body is aching. My feet hurt. My incision hurts. Like I'm in pain. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you're just like, hey, babe, I'm sore. And I'm like, well, let me tell you how I'm feeling. You think that's sore? Boy, you ain't seen sore. Yeah, exactly. You think you're sore. Let me tell. Let me sing you the song of our people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. So like my challenge was communicating this to Kelly in a way that didn't upset her because I didn't want to belittle what she's been going through because I was there. That shit is brutal. Brutal. Mm -hmm. Like. Yeah, would not recommend. But, of course, would recommend. We will probably do it again. But, um, what do you mean? I, I'm, I'm still hesitant. About having another kid? No, not about having That's another kid. That's what I'm saying. We're going to oh do it God, again. Oh, my God. I thought you were talking about having another C-section. No. I'm like, well, if I don't have to, I don't want to. Yeah. No, I'm talking about having another kid. Okay, wow. Yeah, we no. almost went on a... <laughs> oh, my God. This podcast nearly just flipped upside down. <laughs> wow. That almost took a turn for the worst. So, anyway. Yeah. Ooh. And there was other things, obviously, but like me trying to communicate everything I was going through or what I was dealing with or because like as a dad, we're still going to struggle with things like I mentally am going to struggle with things just like you are. The problem is, in my opinion, anyway, everything's about the woman and it should be because they are doing something that is amazing and beautiful and disgusting all at the same time. But. We can't do that, and we can't even assume to know what it feels like. But the hard part is, is trying to communicate how we're feeling. Because guys are just supposed to be able to deal with things. Mm -hmm. But I know some guys that, you know, weren't, aren't really as an involved father when they're infants. Because they let yeah. the female, like the woman take care, the mother take care of the child mm -hmm. when they're infants. Because there's not much he can do. Like, I don't have the hardware to breastfeed. As much as I wish that you did. Right. And we've had this conversation where like in the middle of the night, I'll be up feeding Callan and I'm like, why are Catlin's nipples so damn useless? Mm -hmm. Like, why can't you take on some of this load? Yeah. I wish that they weren't. Right. Believe me, that'd be super helpful. But anyways, that's a whole other. They're just for decoration. Story. Exactly. But <laughs> so, yeah, we've been having an issue of communicating because Kelly, of course, feels like she needs to do more. And this is the mm -hmm. hardest part, I think, for her. She wants to do more. She wants to understand more. Plus, the stress of a new baby crying and trying to understand it. You put mm -hmm. all that together, and then you, your partner comes up to you and complains. It's like, how dare you complain? Bitch, please. Yeah, exactly. I'll give you something to complain yeah, about. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So Kelly was reacting super negatively to anything I tried to say until today. Today, we broke the barrier. Yeah, today it's like the clouds finally parted and we could see sunny skies again. Right. So let's get everyone caught up. How have you been feeling lately? Anxious as fuck. No, but not like in general. When it comes to <laughs> like general, our, our communication, our communication? And, and how um, you've been feeling and it, like physically obviously is a big part of it too yeah so i mean physically i have been drained emotionally i have been drained like i mean i already said my entire body has just been fallen apart just like sore in places i didn't realize i could be sore mm -hmm. versus like breastfeeding so obviously like you know not to go into too much detail but like obviously like my nipples and my boobs hurt and like my back hurts and then emotionally and mentally I'm just drained because I'm sleep deprived. I'm trying to do a million things during the day, but also not do too much because my body's still recovering and it's a lot like it, it is 
I knew that being a parent and being a mom was going to be really difficult, but I don't think I realized quite how difficult it actually is. Like you don't realize how hard it is until you're actually in the thick of it. And here's the way I look at it. Like the challenges that we have before this is all like a job where you get to walk away at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. When you have a kid, you cannot walk away. There is no walking away. You are the only one to deal with that problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And like it's hard during the day because obviously Catelyn goes to work and then, you know, I'm momming all day. Like I don't get a break. I'm on 24-7. And I feel like that's kind of the hardest transition for me is not getting that mental break. And like, don't get me wrong. There has been plenty of times where Callan gets home from work and he's like, okay, go hop in the truck, go for a drive, go get out of the house, go get some fresh air, whatever. And when I come back from doing that, I feel like myself again. Sometimes I just need to take that mental break. But realizing that that's exactly what I need in that moment is not something that I am great at. Yeah. So the one thing, one of the jobs as a man in this situation or as a father and a husband is to make sure you're taking care of yourself because mm -hmm. the one thing that I have learned from all of this is you will like you will put yourself last on every front it is him it is everything else then it is you yep. but that's not the case and one of the things I've had to kind of drill into Kelly is your priorities are one him two yourself mm -hmm. everything else can wait everything else is nothing it is nothing yeah because you have to develop milk you have to make milk. You are literally a factory of food. Yeah. You built, I am a food source right now. You built the child and now you are supplying what that child needs to grow. Mm -hmm. Like that is nuts. So yeah, of course you have to be a priority and I have made you my priority because I know he's so well taken care of by you that I can make you a priority and I don't have to make him a priority mm -hmm. because I know everything he ever needs and wants, he's got. Yeah. But, but it's really hard for me because so being just like a generally anxious person, seeing all of the clutter and everything around the house makes me feel more anxious. Right. So when I'm trying to take care of him and then, you know, he's finally down for a nap or something and I'm like, okay, well, I should probably have something to eat. But then it's like, oh, but I should probably pump because if he goes up and wakes up at, you know, like two or three in the morning, I'm not going to want to give him the boo because that takes forever. It's a little bit faster to breast or a little bit faster to give him a bottle. So I should pump or then it's like, okay, well, I can't pump until I wash the bottles. Okay. Well, if I'm going to wash the bottles, I might as well just wash all the dishes because they're piling up too. And it just becomes like this huge long list of tasks that I need to do when in reality, it's just like, Hey Kelly, shove some food in your face right now. And then things won't feel nearly as bad. Right. It's the little things like, hey, drink a bottle of water. Hey, have something to eat. Hey, sleep when your kid is sleeping. Like you think that these tasks are going to be super easy and just like top of your list. But when you're in it, it, it's just not. And like they always say sleep when your kid is sleeping. But like easier said than done, my friends. Totally. 100%. I think one of the biggest things is that we've learned is our child's an empath. Like, you know, like a pet, um, they feed like off pet. of your energy. No, but like if you're in a miserable or mad mood, that dog is going to be anxious. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If you're yeah. in a happy, chill mood, that dog's going to be happy and chill. Mm -hmm. Babies are a lot like that. So one of the things that we learned early is if you are stressed out to the point where you're like, what the fuck are you doing? And why can't you get your shit together, child? 
best thing to do. Take five minutes, walk, walk away. away. Yeah, just walk away for a little bit. If he's just like laying in his crib, bassinet, he's in a safe place, whatever. Take a five minute breather. Go walk away, clear your head. Whether it's like just sitting down on the couch and just chilling for five minutes or just like drinking a little bit of water. Have something quick to eat. Just yep. take that five-minute breather because you'll feel better afterwards. And then that in turn is going to make him feel better afterwards. Exactly. And I think that's one of the most important things that we've learned is to take mental breaks for ourselves. And be mm-hmm. be in the right headspace when we approach him or do anything with him. Because like we can just finish feeding him, burp him, uh, change his diaper, know that he's clean, he's warm, he's fed. Mm-hmm. And he'll just be miserable for no reason. Yeah. And that is probably the worst feeling thing in the world. It seriously is because like there was, it was last week, last week or the week before. Honestly, all of my days are the same right now. So I'm not entirely sure when it was, (laughs) but there was, you know, a four, five, six day stretch where Kellen was just a freaking bear the entire week. It's like, I can feed him as much as he wants. He has a clean diaper. He doesn't have any gas. Like he's not tired. Like what else like he's not too hot he's not too cold and he's just miserable and like we know now that he was going through all of like these internal changes and his metabolism is changing and he's going through growing pains and whatever but like in that moment when he's just screaming at you it's so hard to just be like okay there's nothing I can do to help you because then I just feel like a terrible mom Mm -hmm. like mom guilt guys holy hell is that a real thing wow Because, like, it just, it makes me feel guilty for not being able to calm him down. But it also makes me feel guilty for not knowing that it is what he needs and makes me feel guilty for needing to take that five-minute break before I come back and help him. Like, at the end of the day, he is my top priority. And when I can't do, or when I can't do anything that I think that he needs and I can't calm him down, like, it just, it, it freaking guts me. And, like, I have no other way that I can really put it. It just, it guts me. It's really freaking hard. Yeah, and, but, and that's the part that's super frustrating for everybody because everybody gets that. Like, I've even had that where, like, I have, like, held back, like, me, like, grabbing him and being like, what is your problem? And, like, I've gotten to that point of anger where I'm like, holy crap, like, I need to step away from this situation because... It is going to get not good. And I don't want to do something or say something that I can't ever, you know, take back. And plus, I mean, to be fair, 99.9% of the time, I love this kid more than anything in the world. And he is the most important thing in the world to me. But then there's that 0.1% of the time where he is just hell in a onesie. That's, That's the best way to put it. Hell on a onesie. So like even right now he's very chill. He's uh he's he's dealing with himself. Mom is just tucking him in right now. But yes, communication, it's something that broke down because everything changed in our life. We didn't know where our I guess our zero was, mm-hmm. our base. Yeah, so like one thing that I actually mentioned to Callan when we were first talking about this earlier today was Throughout the entire pregnancy, I didn't realize how anxious I was feeling until after the fact. So like because we got pregnant so fast, like I thought that I was mentally prepared for everything to change, but then it happened instantly and I wasn't as mentally prepared as I actually thought that I was. 
So I just got into this like state of anxiety for, you know, nine months basically and didn't realize how anxious I was. So our communication was breaking down. Everything around us was breaking down. I was hormonal. I was emotional. Everything was changing and I couldn't deal with it. And instead of actually being able to communicate that to Catelyn in a way that we generally would be able to, instead, I just got not resentful, but just like I got almost kind of resentful. Like I got upset with you when in reality, like you're just trying to help. You're just trying to support. And I was getting mad at you for basically not doing things that I thought that you should when in reality you're doing like so many other things, whether it's around the house or at work or whatever, like you're carrying more of the load than I was giving you credit for over like basically this entire last year. Yeah. And and that's, that's where I struggled with because like, I still feel like I wasn't doing enough. Like because of everything that you're going through and like, I hate seeing you struggle. My biggest thing is like, if Kelly's upset, I'm going to do everything in my power to make it right and fix it. And it was really tough to do all of the time Mm -hmm. to the point where I still felt like I wasn't doing enough and I felt bad. So that I get guilt Mm -hmm. because I can't help you enough. And I don't know if I can do this because if I can't keep you happy and I'm not going to say you need to do more because you can't. And that's the struggle for me mm-hmm. is I can't be like, you need to do more because I can't do more. It is, I can't do more. So I don't know if I can do this because I assume that you've hit your limit mm-hmm. and I need you to, you know, obviously I, I see what you do and I don't think you're not hitting your limit. Like you're going for it. Oh yeah. So that makes it difficult too. Like, how do I be that dick that's like, I can't do this. I need more help from you. Even though you just got sliced open in this freaking eight pound, like, growth is taken out. <laughs> growth. Well, how, you've literally grown it. It is a yeah, growth I mean, inside your body. <laughs> that's one way of putting it. It's yeah. self-sustaining. He is self-sustaining. But yeah, like. So how do you ask for more as a man? And like, that is one of the things that we're going to address super hard. This episode, guys, I mean, we're getting near the end of it here. And we mm-hmm. just kind of want to touch base on some things. These are the things we're going to want to cover and things that we're going to want to share. Yeah, it's been a very long nine months. It's been a very, I guess, quiet nine months from us. And there's a lot of things that we want to kind of talk about and things we want to dive into and things that... Like we, even as a couple, haven't even talked about yet, I'm yeah. sure. We're still figuring out a lot of this too because like mm-hmm. through this process too, like last summer, I had a hard time with mental health. I was breaking down a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we were both struggling. We had ups and downs. The advantage is, is one when one was down, the other was up. So we balanced really well, but it didn't make the process any easier. No, not at all. So we're going to break this down kind of as we have done it as well. But we just kind of wanted to give a little bit of an update. Let you know that we still can't communicate for shit most of the time. (laughs) But we're trying. But we're really trying. And this is part of the reason why we haven't done episodes. Yeah. Now, if you're new to the podcast and you just reached this point and never even noticed our break, we never had one. So don't worry about it. It's an illusion. Yeah. Yeah, the illusion of editing. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to continue pumping out stuff, except it's switched. You're going to see a different feel from us. We're parents now. Mm -hmm. I feel like 
instinctually we're killing it and that's another thing we're going to talk about is overthinking parenting because oh my god that is something that we've been doing so hard oh my god so much yeah honestly guys like one thing we've learned is us as humans and us as people we instinctually we're actually pretty decent parents now not saying that everyone's blessed with those instincts but it our paternal so instincts are pretty freaking strong, but we second guess ourselves a lot. Yeah. So that's something else that we'll have to talk about in another episode. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's been a long time. It has, but I, I know we've both been, I know <laughs> throughout this break, Catelyn's been wanting to podcast so much and I just haven't been in the right kind of mental state to be able to do it. But now that things are kind of starting to normalize a little bit and I feel a lot better and he's feeling, you know, I feel like you're feeling better. Yeah. Um, it does feel really good to be able to get back to it. So hopefully that means that we'll be a little bit more consistent. But I mean, we also have a kid. So time will tell. Yep, exactly. And honestly, we always do a why I love you. But guess what? We love each other because we had this kid. Yeah. And that's that's uh, that's our why we love each other. Well, you know what? No. Oh, I lo- I'm going to I'm going to switch this up on you. OK, well, you know what? I'm letting you know right now. It's because what you did, like he is perfect. He is amazing. You built him. I just Way did my just thing. Steal my thunder, man. So, no, why I love you is because I have always, always, always wanted to be a mom. And because of you, I get to be a mom. So that's why I love you. Well, I've always wanted to be a dad and you're the reason I'm a dad. So whatever. <laughs> It's why we love each other. It's what I was saying. God. Yeah, but just let me say it in my own words, okay? Fine. I love you. I love you too. God. <laughs> All right. That's about it. That's about it. Expect to hear more from us. Um, we're really going to break down some of the stuff when it comes to parenting, things that we've struggled with, and things that we succeeded at. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not going to lie. Not everything's been a struggle. We've actually done reasonably well, and we can't wait to, to uh, for lack of a better term, brag to you how great we're doing yeah let's toot our horn okay yeah for for a couple episodes followed by 10 of why we suck <laughs> sounds about right yep yeah. absolutely well thanks for listening guys we love you as always and bye, bye.